0: Welcome back to the Barefoot Puncher. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope, and the Modler is with us as well. And, of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the Pope.
1: Thanks for having me, Mug. Glad to see you're okay Two weeks in a row, no Sunday night tweets. I've got a lot of text messages this week concerned about your welfare. So glad to see everything is okay and we'll we'll delve into the Sunday night status as this show goes on, I think.
0: And to
2: the modeler, welcome. It's good to be here. Compared to last week, it was a relatively controversy-free uh, week across both codes. Good to let the results sort of do the talking. Um, yeah, looking forward to speaking about it.
0: Very good. Well, Pope, I, maybe the algorithm's not uh, getting through to you, Pope, because I, I did send out a tweet on Sunday night. So maybe, uh, maybe you just didn't. It's, I'm not showing up on your uh, on your profile.
1: Maybe, maybe after one week out, though I thought that's it. I the world looks forward to it. it needs a bit of a boost on that <laughs> Sunday night to get it in the working week. So um, yeah, possibly after that one week mug, it's uh, things change dramatically. But good to see. That's, uh, that status resumed, if that was the case. Yeah,
0: it was the case. I must admit, there hasn't been as much to tweet about on a Sunday night, unfortunately. It does feel that the books have got a little bit tighter in the last couple of weeks or a little bit um, – they've got the numbers closer to the mark on a Sunday, which is a little bit annoying for me, but, uh, but uh, you know – they're uh, they're getting onto it, which is uh, which is good for them, um, boys. Let's uh, quickly go back and have a bit of a chat about the footy uh, over the weekend. Um, we might uh, we might just kick off with some uh, betting review uh, to talk through how we went, and that'll I'm sure lead straight into some bad beats. Uh, Pope, how did you go?
1: Flew out of the gates, but uh, then went down the slope in the latter half. So. Uh said Manly Plus, which got up in a pretty courageous performance, missing half their team on Thursday night. Mug, Friday night, Parramatta won right. and won comfortably. Got got lucky with Cleary getting sent off and Penrith been down to 12, but you'll take those. And then from that point, it um, didn't go away. It was on Titans on Saturday afternoon and they lost pretty comfortably to the milk. Uh Rabbitoh was lost in Golden Point at Cracker, so that's fairly unlucky. Mm. And then was on overs in Newcastle Bulldogs, and it probably never really looked like it, to be honest. So uh, started strongly, but finished poorly.
0: Yeah, and uh, Pope, I, I think, that, was that a two and three result for you there, Pope?
1: Yeah, two and three,
0: yeah. Yeah, and mate, I was the same. I was on the uh, Hawks total. Uh, I was on the Hawks line. Um, I got sucked into the GWS line with the players coming back and uh, and probably got a little bit stiff by Cogs being a late out there, uh, which was annoying. Uh, and then I got the Cats and then got uh, Essendon North Melbourne totals over. Um, so, yeah, mate, I was uh, two and three as well. What about yourself, Mother? Yeah, I think much the same. So
2: in the AFL, yeah, Hawks as well. Um, no good there against the Saints. Yeah. Um, Pies, just keep getting it done in close ones so you know happy to collect as long as they keep doing that i uh, liked west coast as well um almost sort of looked yeah. like getting chocolates at one point but they easily covered which was good and then uh yeah a couple of small half stakes on on gws and the doggies who both sort of weren't really oh doggies were i guess in the mix for a bit but um yeah never really looked like covering in the end there and then across to league much the same as what ProPad say. So, yeah we had the manly on the thursday nights uh, covering there and then, parrot as well, and then um, yeah, likewise. Uh, we're on Titans and Knights who uh, yeah, both covered
0: there in the later games. Okay. And boys, straight off the back of betting review, we might as well go into some bad beats. Uh, I'll go to you first, Pope, because you did mention it in that rundown. Um, we got to be talking south, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do, and. You don't want to put every goal and point game in a bad beat, Mug, but Latrill had three field goal attempts, two very, very gettable for first-grade standards. So a genuine bad beat, play sent off in there too, which didn't help. So as far as bad beats go, 20 meters out straight in front for mm. an A-grade player, you'd want to knock one of those over.
0: And is he usually the man for that? Like, don't they get the little fellas
1: to do that stuff normally? No, he is the man normally okay. for, for South. Like he's got a boot on him. Yeah, yeah. like he's – he kicked one. He kicked a pretty infamous one earlier in the year against Storm from 40-odd to put in on points. So, it like like a lot of things in the Trails game mug, it's probably rocks or diamonds a little bit if he's on. He's on and if he's not, it uh, can go against you if he back out. Yeah, well,
0: that is a bad beat. Uh, anything else, Pope?
1: Well, you brought this to light about 5.45 a.m. Thursday morning, I think. Mug in the WhatsApp channel, you said unders in Parramatta Penrith. And that is probably a little bit unlucky when Penrith went down to 12 and that only covered the overs very late in the piece. So I think you're a pretty hard done boy there with Penrith getting by with 12 for the last 62 minutes in that one. <laughs> yes.
0: Very good. Modler, what did you see? Any bad
2: beats for you? Uh, not personally. This one came courtesy of, of the boss at work, actually. He had an SGM for, uh, in the AFL, Saints to win, into Max King to win his group in goals. And uh, Max has gone and kicked two goals, five, and I think he missed the set shot completely as well. And, and going off those expected scores, he was about uh, a 4% not to convert any of those chances to a goal. So, uh, yeah, that, it didn't cost him his SGM. It just cost him two-thirds of it. He only got paid out a third. So, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, definitely a bad bet there, I would
0: say. You know someone's really hurting from a bet when they go into the trouble to check the expected score of the individual goal kicker to to work out what percentage chance he was to to miss. Um, Well, uh, mate, that actually flows on a little bit uh, to my bet. Uh, I know I was uh, two and three for the weekend boys, but I actually had my biggest monetary loss uh, for the year. I actually was I was plowing into that hawks Saints total everywhere and uh, <laughs> and it didn't quite come off for me. And uh, I, I did what your mate did, Modler, just to really uh, cause myself a bit of pain. I checked the expected scores after the game, and I think they are 178. Uh, so I was just <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> that's not good. Um, and uh, maybe another bad beat uh, from that game is uh, um, the last play of the game, there's about 30 seconds to go. He's running into the open goal. Yes, he had pressure on him, but Bruce usually kicks those like shelling peas. He had a shot to goal to cover. Um, with about thirty seconds to go, so it was probably only thirty meters out. It was on his left, um, but um, but yeah, he uh, he did have a chance to cover it for us there. But insane that, Hawks never looked like they were going to cover the whole game, apart from the last couple of minutes. So maybe that's uh, that's not a bad beat. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was what I had. So it was from from those Hawks ones uh, anyway. Boys, uh, that's betting review. That's bad beats. Uh, can we get in and start the talk some footy?
1: Let's do it. Let's do it, mug. Friday night's cracker. Another good one to start around. It feels like it's been a bit of a theme probably the last four or five weeks. We've got the demons taking on the magpies, the 10 in a row magpies, and the line is 16 and a half. away.
0: Um, after, after the weekend's teams, uh, Pope, I, I did my numbers and, uh, and I was sitting at 12 and, um, and then you take Adams out and potentially, uh, Jeremy Howe out and, um, and I'm a, a few points, uh, above, a few points above that. So I think the market's about right now, um, maybe Grundy comes back and maybe drops that, you know, by a point. Maybe two. Uh, It's probably hard to to measure his impact coming back from a a pretty big layoff. Um, But I think the market's about right, Pope. I I think it's going to be a a tremendous game. Really looking forward to it. One thing that I do find interesting, um, again, we come back to our recency bias and... um, you know, after that game where Melbourne beat Brisbane, they were like, "Oh, Melbourne! You know, like, oh, fantastic! The hunger's back. The you know, their intensity's up. They're you know, going to win the premiership and all that." And then they had a, a bad sort of two or three weeks after that, and everyone's saying, "Oh, they might miss the four. They might, you know, they're not the team anymore." They've gone over there and beaten a pretty poor Fremantle, uh, if I'm honest, and um, and that talk has all started again. So really interested to see how this plays out for Melbourne over the next couple of weeks and um, and what that premiership price does. I still I still wouldn't be coming into that price for Melbourne at this
1: point in time, uh, that's for sure. Who, who, would you be backing out interest in that market at the moment, Mug?
0: Yeah, well, it, it is a little bit hard for the listeners because I, I've already had a good go at Geelong at a bigger price, so I'm not overly worried about having to come into Geelong now at, at that smaller price, but... Um, I actually backed Sydney again uh, on the weekend uh, at eight I, I just thought that number was too big at, at eights and um, and I had to back them again so yeah I guess that probably gives an insight to where my thinking is I, I can't can't really be thinking that Geelong and Melbourne at those prices at the moment uh, is where I want to be. Um, if I was looking to back a favorite it would be Geelong definitely over uh, over Melbourne so I'm still happy to back a, a bet around Melbourne at the
1: moment. Uh, Modler, Melbourne forty two $1.42 here at topsport.com.au. Is there anything that tickles your fancy in this one?
2: Nothing as it stands at the moment. I've got yeah, Adams out for the pies um, and rating them about two ninety five. So not quite about 2 the two ninety 90 there. If, if Grundy comes in and the market doesn't move enough, that may become a bet for me. I imagine my model will move the price price more than, than uh, the market will if he comes in. So probably a, a market watch there for teams on, on Thursday.
0: Yeah. The, the other one that might be a watch there too is Lever. Uh, he came off three times for that ankle on the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how he's pulled up and um, to see if he's actually going to get up for this one too. The Barefoot
1: Hawks on Saturday afternoon at Utahs. We won't really talk to the line here. It's more or less pick them. Hawks $1.85, Suns $1.95. Mug, take us away. Uh,
0: I would like to be with the Hawks here, but I, I, I really don't like with uh, Lewis and Giath out. Um, I, I think, you know, CJ gives them a lot off the back line and, and Lewis has been tremendous up forward. So I'll probably lean the Hawks just but, um, look, I think it's not, you know, the market's pretty much, you know, I think the market's right or may, maybe maybe it's got a couple more points in it. But, um, but I think it's thereabouts. I think probably where we want to be again, Pope, weather dependent, again, is the points. I know it didn't cop on the weekend, but we're sort of around the low. Uh, we were around low 160s and now we're mid 160s. Um, Gold Coast, I think three of the last four have nudged 200 or gone over 200. So Gold Coast are a, a pretty uh, high-scoring team um, as well. So I think, again, Pope, that's that's probably the play, if any, here.
1: Modla, this is usually your sweet spot for finding something. Are you able to find something in this one?
2: Yeah, probably similar to Mug, but a slight lean of the Hawks with those those uh, GF and Lewis out. I've got them about a dollar seventy-seven, so uh, yeah, probably enough for a half stake for me. Um, probably won't get too excited given that edge, but yeah,
0: yeah, happy with a half stake. The, the one thing uh, about that one Pope down at Utaz, like Gold Coast, geez, they haven't played many games down there from from memory, and and you know Gold Coast pretty young list, like a lot of lot of lot of those boys wouldn't have seen that place, and if she's going to be a bit cold and. A bit wintry down there. I don't think those lads will like that too much. Good advantage for Hawthorne. Uh,
1: Mug, in the normal course of events, this GWS v Essendon encounter probably wouldn't hold much interest, but Mm. Martin Bay has ensured there is some interest going into this one. GWS are five and a half point underdogs at home via the Bombers. What are you saying?
0: I've backed some six and a half here, GWS, Um, but I think that market does. Um, come in a little bit and uh, and I'll, I will want to be on Essendon. Um, I do think they get a bit of a response, GWS. Like, I do think they'll come out swinging uh, hard, but um, at this uh, stage of the year, um, I just think Essendon are a better team. Essendon have got back a lot of their good players um, or their important players. Parrish is coming back in. Stringer, Langford, Jones, like, they just make such a tremendous difference uh, to that side. And, um, yeah, Parrish coming back in. um, I think Essendon's the bet at the lower number.
1: Nice. Uh, Molly, this might be a nightmare game for you. According to the press conference, he's dropping half the side this week. So (laughs) it might be hard for a player-driven model. But can you find anything at this stage of the week? No, I can't.
2: I've got Coniglio uh, in. Um, and yeah, parachute in for the Bombers and I've got this right on the market, sort of nowhere close to having a, a lean either way so yeah, definitely one for, for Thursday night for me I'd say
1: We might swing you straight into Bulldogs V Dockers and Modler. Uh 10.5 the Dogs are favourites under the roof Marvel and Marvel on Saturday afternoon Can you find a bet here? Yeah, it's going to
2: stick with the doggies here, it's got them a very slight I've got them at dollar 49. So, you know, even at the dollar fifty-two, it's probably not even a half stake for me. Um, yeah, so you know, we're talking like quarter stakes, that kind of thing. But again, yeah, probably uh like to see what happens come come teams on, on Thursday.
1: Tough to get a read on these two at the moment, Muggs? White lean uh to frio
0: for me, uh Pope. I think you know doggies um their backline their defensive mechanism has has been a bit poor so maybe that helps freo score a little bit because that's i guess that's the area where freo have really struggled like dogs have been a pretty easy team to move the ball against so maybe that does help uh, freo because that's <laughs> they definitely struggled with that on friday night that's for sure um look have a slight lean to freo not a betting game for me i don't think pope i'm just going to stay clear
1: Nice mug. Uh, we'll swing into the Purring Cats for 33 and a half point favourites and with Dangerfield flexing a little bit of uh, retro form on the weekend, it's hard to find a weakness with them at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I think depending on what sort of mood they're in down at the Cattery, if they bring their full game, I don't think 33 is going to hold uh, here. Uh, I, I think if, if the Saints bring their, their full defensive mindset and they're their, their full game, um, I can't see that number staying under 33. But it's you know whether they do bring that, you know, or whether it's always those big lines gets to the last quarter, you're 50 points up, you know, they take a few champions off, all of a sudden a couple of junk goals at the end, and you miss your line, you know, so always a danger taking the the bigger number. Um, I actually think that that's numbers probably sitting a little bit high. I think the market might bring that down a little bit uh, before we get to the jump. Um, I'll be interested to see what Chris Scott does with selection. Is it an opportunity to maybe um, not rest, but just manage a couple of, a couple of guys. So uh, probably wouldn't go plowing into the cats until we, uh, we get well with Chris Scott, you almost have to wait 10 minutes before the game sometimes, but yeah, um, but, yeah, oh, look, I think we have to be on the Cats, Pope, but uh, not at that number.
1: Yep, that sounds pretty sound advice. $1. fifteen, the Cats are in this one. Modler, anything stick out to you when once you punch numbers?
2: No, not quite. I've almost got to lean on the Cats. I've got them about $1. seventeen, But, uh, yeah, as it stands, not enough for me to, to have a play at this stage.
1: Uh, we head over to the City of Churches mug on Saturday evening. The Port Power are taking on the Tigers, another Tigers game going in the wire on the weekend, and they had nine-and-a-half-point underdogs over in Adelaide's Mug, does anything tickle your fancy here?
0: Yeah, this did on Sunday, that's for sure. This one opened up at five-and-a-half and, and um, $1.72. I, I quite like that. I quite like the $1.72. Um, probably more so than the five and a half. I, I've I've had a bit of a play at that myself. Um nine and a half. I, I still think you know, my number's at eleven and um and I still think it's it's you probably have a small bet. Probably prefer to be head to head here rather than line. Um, but um but yeah, I think it's bettable.
1: Nice. There's wonderful listeners there. Uh Mother feels like you're do you think the market's got it right so far here? Can you break the trend and find a bet in this game?
2: No, nah, as it stands, not not this game yet. Um, I've yeah got Port about a dollar sixty seven favourite here. I've got Houston and Bonner in and Grimes out for Richmond, and I thought it might have swung uh, swung lane Port's way, but um, yeah, not as it stands. So I have to have to keep looking for some value, I think.
1: Well, traditionally you found it this year with the Kangaroos and they are $9.50 against the Swans on Sunday afternoon at Marvel. Is this the one that breaks your duck for the week? Uh,
2: it certainly is, at least, at least on paper. So they get, definitely get back Hall uh, amongst some others. It looks like they're a very good chance to get Cunnington back in. He's obviously not played for, I think it's over a year now. So, um, you yeah, know, he's obviously out of a bit of form. Um, but even without cunnington i've got north about a seven dollar pop against sydney uh obviously more keen on the line at that price than than the head-to-head um but yeah probably happy to, to throw north out there um, as it stands with the with the upside that you know if cunnington comes in that that uh you know comes North's way obviously
1: and that line is 46 and a half mug in this game there's anything entice you here?
0: Yeah, no, I just don't see that line starting at 46 and a half. Like I just think that's going to close a fair bit less. And I'm actually still surprised that the market hasn't reacted to the Cunnington news. Um, I mean, North Melbourne aren't going to make noise about that unless he's going to play as far as I'm concerned. Like, why would you start making noise and say, Oh yeah, by the way, he's not going to play till next week. Um, The guy hasn't played for a year. And yeah, you know, he, I think he'll be coming back in, and um, he shifts that line uh, significantly. And um, look, I, I don't particularly love it, but I just think that's a huge number, and um, and we got to bet it. And I'll probably have something back a little bit back the other way with the with the Swans on the final closing number, uh, depending on where it gets to. But um, but I think you got to take the forty six and a half with Cunnington back in that team.
1: Yeah, nice. No, I still like that. Uh, two teams whose stocks dropped fairly dramatically over the weekend Mug, Brisbane and Carlton at the Gabba the Lions are 13.5 points favourites against the Blues
0: well Brisbane I think have been um, about that in my estimation all year um, so I, I haven't really rated them uh, for the whole year and um, and you know I think it was it ended up to expectation again on the weekend um, insane all that Pope uh, I was having a look at Carlton's team. I reckon Carlton have got eight good players um, (laughs) running around at the moment there, and it's going to get worse for them. They're they're going to lose some more players uh, this weekend, and uh, I think it's just getting a little bit hard for them. They will come out. You know, Voss has already wound them up. They've got the mouth guards to training. You know, they've been told they're arrogant and, you know, they're soft and broken tackles and all that sort of stuff. So definitely expect a response. From Carlton, but I think the same thing for Brisbane. You know, they're going to have to bring their response. Um, 13 and a half, I think that's a bet, Brisbane for me.
1: Blues $4 to miss the 8 at topsport.com.au mug. Is that of any interest or is that a bit of a high price you think? I
0: have have had a look at a few um, different sort of um, modelling on that. Didn't look overly. Uh, and, and I have seen some people on Twitter that are back in it, but um, it didn't really grab me. So
1: um, I've left it. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Modler, does anything stand out to you on this one?
2: Yeah, I'm a bit likewise. I've got to lean to Brisbane as it stands. Um, Kennedy out for Carlton. It's probably you can for a bit of that. I've got them dollar thirty nine. Um, I haven't plugged Rich in uh, for Brisbane, but there seems to be a good chance he does come in. So, yeah, I'm liking Brisbane at the moment. And, again, with the upside, if Rich comes in, that's going to, you know, obviously push the price in Brisbane's favour some more. So I'm happy to throw that one out.
1: Nice. Two for two here for you, like. Can we make it a hat-trick in a game that I'm not sure will be Fox's best rating game of the year? Modeler, uh West Coast v. Adelaide, Sunday afternoon, West Coast three-and-a-half point underdogs over
2: in the West. Yeah, as it stands, I've got uh, West Coast, uh, actually, yeah, decent favourites here dollar eighty six compared to to what's shown on the market. Obviously, Kennedy comes in for his last game. So you'd like to think uh, the West Coast players are a bit up and about for that occasion um, in what's, you know, otherwise a pretty, I guess, meaningless game for, for both teams involved. Um, yeah, so, yeah, as it stands, I'll, I'll throw West Coast out there as well.
1: Strong finish from you, Modler. Um, Mark, I think you earmarked this a couple of weeks ago. It's potentially been Kennedy's last game. Is that enough for you to find about this one?
0: No, it's probably not. And um, I'm a little bit disappointed with myself because I, I had this one marked at two and, uh, and I didn't take the early number. I I actually thought that it wasn't going to come in like that. So I don't know if that's coming in off the Kennedy news that West Coast are getting themselves up and about. So I'll keep an eye on that number, Pope. The way that that market um, is starting to go, um, I might even have to find myself uh, on Adelaide. But at this point, um,
1: no betting for me. Nice. That wraps it up. It feels like uh, the topsport.com.au, at least, have got uh, most games about right this week, mate.
0: Yeah, I, I think, as I said, it's, it's been been that way a little bit for the last few weeks there's been a lot less movement uh, from the Sunday to the Monday and then even on the Monday um, the prices are holding a lot more strongly uh, throughout the week like if we have a look at um, you know most of the most of the numbers you know 12 and a half for Melbourne um, we're pretty much at Pickham for Hawks GWS and these are Sunday prices I'm talking about um, six and a half GWS 10 and a half, 30, like that, that's six and a half for GWS ten and a half for doggies um, 33 and a half but like they haven't moved a muscle you know those those lines uh, from the Sunday market openers so even the north um, the north number hasn't moved um, Brisbane hasn't moved um, it's only really West Coast and the port number that have moved and and a, and a little bit of the Melbourne number so it's only really three three moves in the market uh, from what I can see anyway and what I'm tracking so um, yeah, that's a bit annoying. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, there's um, there's always opportunities later in the week with teams and, and whatever else. Um, all righty, Pope. Uh, well, thanks for uh, teeing those up for us, mate. Are you ready to uh, to switch over and talk some rugby league?
1: Most certainly am, Mug. All
0: right, let's do it, boys. So, uh, first of all, we got uh, Roosters and the Bronx, and this is the Thursday night. Thank God for the NRL serving up a bit of footy on the Thursday night just to keep us uh, all tuned in. Uh, Modler, I'll go to you first here. We've got the Roosters $1.60. Uh, we've got the Bronx uh, 2 dollars and we're looking at a four-and-a-half line. What are you seeing here? Yeah, as it
2: stands, I've uh, got the Roosters twos on Uh so against the dollar sixty-two, yeah, that's a decent, decent play for me there. Um, I think Carrigan out for the Bronx is probably accounted for a large amount of that. Um, yeah, but yeah, as a, with the yeah with the dollar fifty into the dollar sixty-two, there definitely happy to,
0: to uh, tip up the roosters. Yeah, okay, excellent, mate. And uh, for yourself, Pope,
1: probably have to disagree with the model on this one, Mug odd. There's a similar process when Brisbane went down to Sydney a fortnight ago against, against Parramatta. And while Brisbane have a couple out, I do think the 235 or 238 and as outsiders outside is quite attractive here, Roosters, the one three in a row, but they underperformed against expectation from a betting perspective last week against Manly. Muggs. So I think it's a little bit of false form for the Roosters. So I like the consistency of the Broncos throughout the year and I'll be backing them here.
0: Yep, okay all right so uh, the boys are opposed there in the uh, in the opener manly para so uh, manly at home again and they're hosting Parramatta. a dollar 78 uh, the Manly sea Eagles and uh, 205 uh, for para and uh, I imagine we've just got one yeah one and a half there either way uh Pope what do we see here
1: yeah a bit, bit of a theme this week is major players being out in the NRL. Mug and Mitchell Moses, of yeah, this one. So okay. they're marquee player at halfback. And that's why this, The if unsure as to why, it probably looks a bit strange, these odds. But I, I probably think it's too far for me. I think Moses is significant, but Parramatta have the cover to probably, um, I guess, counteract the fact that they've lost their dominant playmaker a bit better than most teams. And, and I think mealy might be... It's hard to put a price on this, but the camp might be a little bit um, jilted for events the last week or so. So it seems a little bit disjointed there. I can only be on Para here. I think they cover Moses better than some teams do when they lose their marquee player. So I'm on the underdog again to continue with that theme, Monk.
0: Yeah, okay. Interesting. And uh, out of interest, Pope, who steps in and, and takes on that role for Para?
1: the son of the coach, Jacob Arthur. So he's he's very much a step down, but they do have a couple of players. One being Dylan Brown, who very much yep. takes a backseat role to Moses when Moses is in the team. And, and Brown's having a good year. I think they can cover a lot of what Moses gives. And um, Mitchell's such a dominant personality that it, it probably is a negative in some ways, I think, for parent at times. So, as I say, I don't think it's quite the loss it's it's made out to be here. And, yeah, I do like Parramatta to go get the job done at four points on Friday night.
0: Yeah, interesting. Okay, good analysis, Pope. Thank you very much. Modler, can we line up?
2: No, we're going to oppose each
0: other again uh, here in this game. I've got Manly
2: just short of dollar seventy here. Um, they obviously get back, yeah, a bunch of their players that they missed last week. And as uh, Pope alluded to, it's sort of hard to account for, you know, what the mood in the camp is, I guess, mm. you know, with any sort of model. But, um, yeah, as far as as far as this model is concerned, anyway, hopefully, yeah, you know, everything's hunky dory and, and they play to expectation. And, and uh, yeah, all things considered, I'll, I'll yeah, throw at the bet on Manly.
0: Yep, okay, excellent. All right, mate, thank you very much. Um, moving right along, we're going to go to your milk, uh, Pope. Uh, the Canberra Raiders at 2.30, hosting the, the Penrith Panthers, a dollar sixty-two. Now, Pope, you've potted the Raiders for the last couple of weeks, and um, one sixty-two. That seems like a big number for uh, a Penrith, Penrith team. Explain to us why that number's so big.
1: Well, I guess when you punch numbers um, and it comes out this, if you are uh, not sure, Nathan Cleary's out for five weeks, so he got suspended and. We now talk to sub- subjective numbers. He's out for five weeks for a spear tackle, which is probably the old vernacular last on the on Friday night, and they're also without Jerome Lewis. So they're out their six and they're seven. And anyone who listens to this podcast, Mug will know how high they rate the spine. So without the best player in the competition and his sidekick, who's also an origin player, that's significant. And I'm a little bit surprised they're as short as what they are with all that here going down to Canberra. So. Your intro is apt, Mark. I'll be on the milk. Is it a bit of unknowns about this. We don't really know how Penrith go about these two because they've had pretty much inj- injury free run for three years. So we won't know it till we see it. But in the meantime, I'm happy to back the Raiders at home and find out on Saturday afternoon.
0: Yes. Okay. Very interesting, Pope. And uh, and maybe uh, we'll we'll, oh, we'll go to the modler first. Modler, what do you making of this one?
2: Yeah, I've got this one pretty much on the market. No real, uh, yeah, getting close to a lean either way here. I, I would have thought it might lean Canberra given it's sort of potted Penrith most of the year and, and with clearing out, but um, no, as it stands, yeah, no, no play for me here.
0: And and Pope, just to come back to you for a second, then, um, so that has huge uh, ramifications. Um, for the Premiership market, I, I take it with the the shift in Penrith, um, with the player the, the player outage, um, they got beaten on the weekend as well by Para. Second time they've beat them this year. What has that done to the market? Is there is there a bet to be had, or or or, or talk to us about the market?
1: Yeah, notionally it hasn't had a dramatic effect, and, and neither should it. Probably the the only effect it can probably have at this stage is people for seeing looking into the um, looking ahead to see what it's gonna be like when cleary and Lui return and it's hard to know but they've drifted slightly they're at to two dollars ten in the premiership market from a dollar ninety five at topsport dot there's two schools of thought here like they'll come back rusty in the first week of the finals with Lui and Cleary both scheduled to return in six weeks time or they come back refreshed and Penrith hit the ground running in fifth gear. So we don't really know but I do think, Mark, if they lose a couple of games in the next few weeks without these two, their price would probably drift, and I think they'd be might get to a backhaul price if it gets about 225. Yep. We work in percentages here. You're basically saying at around that 225, Mark Penrith, a 44% chance, we're in the comp. Cleary and Lua will come back in that team, and there's not a lot out there in the competition, Mark, as we've touched on in recent weeks. So, I think keep an eye on that Penrith price and. We've talked in the past about short price futures bets, about it not always been attractive. But I do think if they get to anything too much bigger than now, then you can um, – the numbers have it as a, as a decent bet. So just let's have a look at what that premiership price does in the next few weeks.
0: Yep. Okay, good uh, insight there, uh, Pope. Thank you for that. And, uh, and boys, I think the last game that we want to talk about is uh, the Tigers uh, taking on the Knights. So Tigers are at home here. Uh, we've got them head to head here. Pope dollar fifty at home. taken on the Knights two sixty, and uh, and that line I think is about
1: five
0: and a half. Uh, so, mate, what do we see here?
1: The stable something's a bit fishy in the Steel City Alamo mm-hmm. mug. That there's, there's something not quite right there for their list. They've got players. Um, well, they've had David Clemmer, who's an ex representative player. They've didn't pick in this afternoon in the back of on-field disciplinary reasons internally last week. The coach had a strange press conference after a loss last week. So there's something not quite right. Having said that, I don't really like these poor teams at a pretty short price, which the Tigers are. So I'll be on the nights here as outsiders. Tigers have had two good weeks, but they are missing one of their better players in Jackson Hastings. So the fifty is... A little bit too short for me and I'll back the outsider for to continue with my theme for the week as it turns out. Mark, I'll be on the nights here as the outsider going to Campbelltown on Sunday afternoon.
0: Very good. Okay, mate. Thank you. And uh Modler, we know where your heart is. Uh is your hard earn and your pocket and your brain gonna be with them as well? Yeah, it might have to
2: be. It's it's rating them uh 227. So I think they've actually drifted. I had them two forty-five uh, at toppy earlier in the day, but they've, they've blown it out to two sixty now. So, yeah, I'm going to have to get involved with that price. I think, and it, um, yeah, it's always a painful, uh, painful experience doing that because it's certainly not uh, given me much joy in, in recent weeks. Um, but um, yeah, given yeah, as Pope's mentioned, you know, Wests aren't uh, they're in semi decent form, but they're, they're no crash hot team themselves. So, yeah, might have to get involved at night at the price there.
0: And they do have some good players tonight, don't they? Like you look at their list, you know, they they've got a pretty good, exciting team, I think. But uh, yeah, they're just not piecing it all together, are they?
2: Yeah, something seems uh something seems a bit off behind the scenes, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, guys, just uh, just while we're at it, all the prices coming to you from topsport.com.au. Uh they look after us and uh, and they look after the punters as well. I I saw uh today i think it was tom o'neill uh posted something about he was struggling to get a 200 bet on with the tab and went and had the same same bet for uh monkey times three uh no worries you know top sport take the bet no problems um and that's why they're one of the best in the caper tristan and the boys do a great job they they want the action they they want you know <laughs> they want the turnover um, they're going to take the bet so um you know bet with top sport. If you're not already involved with those guys, get over there, sign up uh, great Australian bookie and, uh, and they'll look after you. And of course, download the app uh, fellas. Look, I think that brings us uh, pretty much to the end of our betting chat uh, for this week. Was there anything else um, for you, model or for you Pope that you wanted to um, just chuck in?
1: No, not really. Outside sort of our yeah, obviously bet for charity, which we might get to in the next... Oh, uh, very good point.
0: Oh. <laughs> I almost missed that one. <laughs> so, boys, um, what are we thinking? I, I, we were opposed there in most stuff. Um, is there anything that we can align on? Was it the
1: Newcastle bet? Yeah, I, I think, or unless um, <laughs> How disagrees, How about we go $50 head-to-head on Newcastle? And let's go. There was one other I thought we were aligned on to some degree. Modler, do you, are you happy with $50 on Canberra as well, maybe?
2: Yeah, I'm happy with that actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so $50 on, uh, on Newcastle, 50 on the Raiders. And uh, I think, Modler, we were aligned on Brisbane, was it? Yes that's right yeah yeah well let's uh, let, let's just go the full 100 i reckon on um, on the line at 13 and a half i'm i'm happy with that yeah um, sounds
1: good
0: we uh, we had a win uh, on the weekend to the charity bet that was uh, we took 80 20 on para um line and head to head. So that was a good earn uh, for the charity. And now we're in the black hot. I haven't managed to get one across the line yet on uh, on the AFL. Uh, we missed on Port the first week, and then we missed on the Hawks on the weekend. I was tossing up, remember, Hawks over or, uh, or the Geelong one? And uh, we chose the Hawks over. But, um, but never mind. Uh, hopefully we can put a bit more back in the kitty. Um, for a Pass It On Clothing uh, this week. So uh, so there's the charity bets. Uh, boys, I think we're all said. I think we're all done. Um, Pope, can you sign us off?
1: Certainly can, Mug. Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.